So I set up a treadmill and I set up a, a workstation on the treadmill, like a little, it's just a two by four plus a, a plywood with a covering so I can put my laptop on there. So kids are watching a movie, or one of my kids watching a movie, one of my kids is doing an obstacle course in the basement. I'm walking on the treadmill while doing a Google Meet with another teacher. So we've got like 300 things going on and there's three of us there. So it was just, fat. I just looked around going, what is going on here? And, but we figured it out, right? It, was, it, went, it went well for at least three minutes. And that was a, that was a good success. <laughs> that story by Andy Mead is pretty typical of, of uh, him and probably many others as they relate to how they're trying to work from home and deal with young children and, and support their teachers as uh, Andy's a principal in uh, Manitoba and, um, uh, I had a chance to chat with him about what what he's been dealing with, how he's been supporting his teachers, and how he's been working his way through uh, the COVID-19 challenge. So uh, have a listen to my conversation with Andy. Well, welcome everybody to another conversation around what's happening in education and COVID-19. And I'm joined today with Andrew Mead, principal from Hanover School Division in uh, Manitoba. Um, and Andy is a... a one of those principles that you probably want to pay attention to on social media just because of his um, uh, a, a very strong focus on relationships and connecting with kids. And that's something I always appreciate about his leadership. But uh, Andy, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit more specifically and tell us exactly where you are and, and uh, what you do. Well, I'm Andy Mead. I'm a principal at Mitchell Middle School in Hanover. It's a grade five to eight school, a really nice school and building great teachers, great kids. Um, it's about 30, 45 minutes away from where I live. Um, I live in Oak Bank. Uh, this town is in Mitchell. Um, I've been a principal going on 10 years now and uh, had a chance to move out to Hanover a few years ago and it's been, been really good. And your wife is also a teacher and so she's uh, doing this full time as well and she's teaching uh, in the city? She is. She teaches in River East Transcona. She teaches uh, some grade three and she's also um, a teacher librarian which really means tech support for a lot of teachers right now she's spending most a lot of her day helping teachers manage to do all this stuff online she's doing a pretty great pretty great job so that leads me to the question uh manitoba teachers what are they being asked to do in the next little while what's their job right now uh well to speak for all manitoba teachers might be tough but um I can definitely say what we're doing at our school is the biggest thing that we're trying to do is just as you sort of mentioned before is maintain the relationship with kids um, we're pretty lucky in, in Hanover that we're, we're a Google-based school. We have tons of technology. We gave, gave out close to 200 iPads and or Chromebooks to families before this all started, the at-home learning stuff. So we've been able to maintain some pretty good contact with kids on a regular basis, uh, just through Google Meet, Google Chat, you name it. Um, so that was my biggest push is the work we can figure out, but how do we manage the relationships? and uh, through some face-to-face -face contact, regular ongoing contact with kids, we've been able to maintain most of the most of our kids going forward in some way. So what would you say, do you have any sort of, like, first of all, what did you say the size of the school was? How many students? We were at about 345, 340-ish or so. So what, uh, how, many of those how many of those students' families have you just really struggled to contact and connect with in any way? Right now on my radar, I've got less than 10. Wow. It's pretty impressive. 
Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I think that's a probably better percentage than most people. Everybody's got those people and, and the challenge of it is like people have done everything they can from phone calls to driving by to knocking on doors, everything. And there's just some people for whom, uh, for a variety of reasons, um, uh, are just not able to connect with. And it's just so, it's sort of one of the things that we see fall through the cracks, but there's really not much we can do. But what, what, um, what have you appreciated, you know, and I want to talk to you about your own leadership, but from uh, being a principal in this district, what have you appreciated in terms of messaging from uh, the folks that uh, you report to and, and, and the district all around uh, the messaging that's really comforted you in, uh, during this time? Yeah, they've been great. It, I mean, we're all sort of, we all re, none of us really know what we're doing in this stuff, but uh, the stuff that they do are really doing well is the communication has been fantastic. So as soon as they know something, they generally share it with us pretty quickly and it's pretty fair. Um, and it's just a lot, lots of positive. I mean, when there's challenges, they don't, it's not an attack. It's just, it's, they come from a care, place of caring, compassion and just trying to help each other and figure this out together. So that's been the best part of just the, we're all sort of doing this together and it's all brand new and there's no, not a, t not a ton of pressure, but they all know that we're just doing our best. So what does your day look like? Um, well, the sort of Manitoba was interesting because we had the, uh, the week before spring break, they said, sorry, two weeks before spring break, the province said um, classes are going to be canceled beginning the week prior to the break. But we had a week before that where we all knew this was happening. So it was kind of like the twilight zone the week before the break and then the week after the break where that was for sure that we knew we were going to be in classes. And then during that time, it was, we were told after that second week after the first week after the break, it was going to be suspended indefinitely. So we sort of had a, in our mind that we could be going back shortly after the break. So we had that two week window of this is what we have to do with a sort of a be prepared to go back or be prepared to do this longer. So we sort of had a two-part plan was the, the two-week twilight zone and then the, the longer-term planning. So that's that's where we're at right now is we're in that longer term. We're in the fifth, starting our fifth week of this, and it's 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 going. So what do you do day-to-day, -day, though? Like, what's a, what's an average day look like for you? Um, well, just going back to the previous point, my previous part was I actually had some kids that I was really worried about for the first two weeks. Um, that I was, I was concerned that they weren't going to engage. So I sort of put them on my caseload. Um, and my, my job was just basically like a teacher. I was contacting kids every single day, helping them with their work, doing what I could to help them. But then as, the more I did of that, the less of what I could really have to do with my job sort of lessened. And at some point, I had to give up those kids. So the first two weeks, was I was kind of like a teacher. And then the after that, it's been, I gave those, those kids back to the teachers. I check in with teachers every single day. I've got a schedule. So the grade five teachers, I, I check in Monday, Tuesdays, the grade six teachers, and so on and so on. So I check in with them. And then I've got all this stuff planning for next year, like uh, building a schedule, school plans, and looking at data and all that sort of stuff. And, um, and then there's sort of the, the stuff that comes up throughout the day, contact with parents, contact with kids, contact with teachers that come up. So it, there's never really a dull moment. I'm going from the time I wake up to the time I end and trying to help out a three and five-year-old at the same time. Yeah. And, and how are your teachers doing in general? I think it's been okay. I, there is some families that are, or some teachers that they just have some personal stuff going on. That's if, if classes were normal, it would be hard. Um, so there's that element, but overall things have stayed pretty positive because they're having that ongoing interaction with kids. Like they can see their kids. I think that's been a big help that they've, they've got some hope saying that 
yeah, I'm, I'm still teaching my kids. I'm still seeing them every, almost every day. So that's been a, a good thing for their mental health, I think. Any, uh, any sort of good, fun, interesting learning the stories that have come out of this from a student or a teacher that you felt well, that was kind of uh, made you smile? Yeah, there's been lots. I, I, I created a, a learning at home hub for our school, just sort of the one-stop shop for all of our online learning right when this all started. And on that, I created a, it started out being a daily challenge, but it turned into a weekly challenge because I don't want to overwhelm kids. And with these little daily, daily challenges, I get some of the most fabulous responses from kids, just the most creative, silly, goofy things that I just giggle with, giggle at. And our, our challenge this past week was a, um, it's a, it's a show your hair challenge because no one's had contact with a barber for the past five weeks, four weeks. I'm one of the lucky ones. I don't really have to worry about that. So, um, I use that, uh, what's that app that you used to use all the time with the uh, split screen? The split, split, split oh yeah, screen. the clone split yeah. lens. Yeah. So I did a little video of half myself like this, half the video like this, and I put on a silly wig in the other half and said, had a conversation myself with myself say show your hair and be goofy and I got some just some wonderful responses from families with these kids just with giant hair it's hilarious and again those are the I mean I've been thinking a lot about this about like those are the moments that that we miss like those connections off with sort of the seamless minutiae or nonsense kind of things but those are the things that really bind us together and and give us a reason to want to hang out and be together in a building so thinking of ways to maintain that as, as, as sort of, I don't want to say artificial, but they, it's not quite the same, but, but uh, it certainly, it certainly helps as you kind of think about, um, you know, moving forward, what are you, what are you most concerned about in terms of the challenges long-term? I mean, you a lot of the things you have in place are they're working for now and they'll be okay for now, but, you know, you talked about planning for fall. You don't really know what fall is going to look like. So what are you most concerned about long-term? Yeah, personally is, uh, do we plan for a regular startup or do we plan for something that we don't even know what that looks like yet? That's, that's, that's a challenge. So you don't want to sink a whole bunch of time into making a school schedule when the school schedule doesn't make sense. So that's personally, that's my issue. I think for my staff, the longer term issue is just how do we maintain the momentum that we've created? Um, what happens when it starts to be 25, 6, 27 degrees outside and kids want to be outside playing. They don't want to be sitting behind a computer doing some schoolwork. So how do we just, how do we maintain that connection with kids and maintain the work that they're doing and it's not overwhelming and the families that maybe are struggling, when do they say, forget it, I'm done. How do we keep that, those kids going too and those families going? That's, that, that's where my brain is right now. And then again, thinking, thinking long-term, what do you, what do you sort of hope um, lasts when it comes to this? Cause again, I've heard a lot of people talk about a lot of different things that they've experienced and they're reflecting on. They say, I hope we, I hope this, you know, the, the normal doesn't go back to exactly what it was. And I hope the things that some of these things will maintain and stay and maybe even change the way school thinks of itself or, or does things. So what are those things that you say? I really hope this actually lasts or makes a difference in, in positive change. Well, for sure. I think just the focus on relationships. We're not talking about tests. We're not talking about marking. We're just talking about, we're talking about learning and seeing how, and how to communicate that learning in, in different ways. I think that's super fun and nice. Um, I think another big part of this is the personalization of this. Like we have some kids that some families that it's, we've had to change things up quite a bit for. So we've been re really been able to per personalize what this has looked like for them over the past few weeks. And how can we continue that when we're all back in this full time, all, all, all at school together? How do we make it good just for that unique situation? 
Absolutely. Uh, so last question is, uh, think just something fun as you think about sort of your daily routine and you've got the three and the five year old and your wife teaching, uh, tell me about a moment when you're doing something and you just look around and you say, yeah, this is, this is completely weird or surreal in some way. What's oh that? What's that look like? It was last week. Um, I set up, uh, we have a tre treadmill downstairs and I like, I'm stagnant. I sit down all day long, which I just hate, but, so I set up a treadmill and I set up a, a workstation on the treadmill, like a little, it's just a two by four plus a, a plywood with a covering so I can put my laptop on there. So kids are watching a movie or one of my kids watching a movie. One of my kids is doing an obstacle course in the basement. I'm walking on the treadmill while doing a Google meet with another teacher. So we've got like 300 things going on and there's three of us there. So it was just, fat. I just looked around going, what is going on here? And, but we figured it out, right? It was, it went, it went well for at least three minutes. And that was a that was a good success. <laughs> so the background music to that would have been. That's a day in the life of my typical day. So, um, but it was neat. It was like here's a chance to try something different. We did it and it worked. Yeah, and most of the things do. That's just the thing. They work and they work for a short while, and then we have to okay. So that now we have to change it up because uh, we have to do something new. And I think that's probably typical of most of our educators and most of the students too, right? Like. Yeah, you find little bits of success. Um, but I mean, and, and, and that's why we don't think that any of this stuff will last in its current uh, form, because otherwise they would change, they would just do homeschooling as it is. And, and uh, they're realizing that that's just not a, that's just not the option for most people. And most people want, want to be together and they want to, you know, experience that those times together. For sure. And just and making the clarification that we're not really doing homeschooling, right? This sure. is not home. This is figuring something out as we go and doing your best. And this is learning as much as you possibly can in crazy situations. So um, I think I've, I sent that message to parents quite a bit and say, this isn't school. This is, this is just doing your best. And I think that's helped them relax a little bit. And when we all get back, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, I appreciate your time and appreciate your insights and the work that you do in Manitoba. And hopefully we'll get together one of these days and maybe play a little golf. Love to. All Just right. Take, take care. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks, Pete.